I have one. Just the dead head. Hello and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Um, this is going to be my, technically my first show of the year, even though I did record two others, but I may have made mistakes and haven't posted them yet. Uh, so thank you for watching. If you want to follow us on all the socials, it's CZ Media Podcast. Lately, I've been posting a ton of record stuff, ironically enough. That's great for me. So if people want to see what I'm listening to on any given day, they can follow me. And then uh, check me out on YouTube, CZ Media Podcast. <clears throat> and don't forget to check out my new show with Kelly, my boy Kelly, KCYZ Nerd Radio. I'll link it. It's a weekly show. We're on fire. We're on six weeks in a row. Consistency is difficult. It's hard to be consistent. And... Uh, uh, so we're we're doing it and talking about records and wine. Do you like wine? I do. Oh, I should have asked you if you wanted me to open a bottle, but it's okay. It's noon. It is. <laughs> we just came back from Woodenville, so we have about two boxes of cool stuff. This sounds delightful. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Um, so today I'm super happy. I am speaking with Beth Curtis. Hello, Beth. Hello. And you are the owner of Atomic Genius Record Shop in Puyallup. Correct. So I'm over here talking about records and I can nerd out mega about turntables and speakers and receivers, but it all comes down to going to a record store and spending an hour there flipping through stuff. And you're the person who makes that happen. So first, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So... You own a record shop. We've talked a little bit about, you know, we in our intro conversations, you opened up this shop just at the end of shutdown. Yes. And you did, you used shutdown as planning to get this shop open. I did. So tell me about that. Like what, uh, why records are you, have you been a music lover forever? Give me I, the, the history. I have been a music, excuse me. <clears throat> I have been a music lover for probably since I was about 10, maybe even before that. Um, it wasn't always records. Records didn't come until later. I think I started collecting again 2015, somewhere okay. in there. Um, but records were, they were just fun. And it was something that that is tactile. It, it forces you to be in the moment. You have to take the record out of the sleeve you have to put it on the record player and you can't just swipe right right <laughs> swipe you know if you don't like a song you can't just skip it to the next one um especially if you have a manual player you have to either just tough it out and get through it or you just pick it up and flip it over yeah yeah it forces you to do something you have to engage right like right now yeah not I'm going to save it for a bit. Like you have to do it right the second. You have to be present. So what, uh, when you were growing up, what types of music did you listen to? Uh, well, so I, I grew up in a really tiny town in Eastern Oregon. So 
we had we had a couple of radio stations that were prevalent there. Um, it was just whatever was was like you know on the radio, so it was mostly just rock. Um, ACDC, Ozzy, um, Guns N' Roses. That was probably my main kickoff when I was in high school is the one that that grabbed me and and didn't let go for a long time appetite for destruction was it was a thing that was the first tape I bought um yeah and yeah it's it's come a long way now (laughs) yeah there's there's a so so you're rocking out to to some guns and roses yeah now was your school the way mine was where it was well like everything is polarized you go anywhere there's two camps my middle school was mega polarized and there was one half of the class mostly the boys who were super into rap and that's all they listened to then you had the other half who only listened to metallica and that type of heavy metal Mm -hmm. and the the two did not cross no, they they wouldn't at that time. It's they would not cross, and you know, we as I mentioned before, I was like I wasn't really super into music, so I didn't really care. And I remember there was a other, there was only two Mexican kids in my school, uh, and the other one loved Metallica, mm-hmm. and he would be what you would call now a burnout. He had the mullet. He wore the Metallica shirts that had holes in it. Yeah. Always smelled like weed. Uh, and he hated me. He did not like me at all because I was semi-friendly with the other group of guys who liked the rap. And yeah, you were tainted. He considered me tainted, which is, it's so weird. It's like, bro, we're supposed to, we're supposed to bond because we're the only two Mexican boys in this whole school. Like we're not supposed to dislike each other, right? But no, it didn't like, work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, so the was that was is that your uh, experience? Uh, no, no. I I so I I was in high school mid to late eighties. I graduated in eighty nine, so I'm a little bit. I'm suspect I'm quite a bit older than you. No, I graduated in ninety six. Okay, eh. just a tad. But there, I mean, so rap really wasn't a thing <clears throat> in in my high school. It was either country music or, or, you know, rock and roll, heavy metal, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you didn't. Yeah. It, it took that out of the equation. Kind of. Yeah. Um, not to mention, I was I was what I like to call a floater. It's a horrible expression, but <laughs> I uh, I lived outside of the city limits, and until I could actually drive myself, I was relegated to the school bus. So I didn't hang out after school. Uh, um, I I grew up more in isolation, I think, um, than than most do. But uh, yeah, it it was yeah, high school was just what was on the radio. Yeah, just top. 40 Top stuff. 40 stuff, yeah. I really didn't start digging into like other avenues until I got to college because that's where the 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 influences that I had never seen before mm. started coming in. It's, well, what what surprised you? Uh you're like, hey, where has this stuff been around forever? Yeah, well, yeah, I would say 
it was it was when I moved to Seattle is when I when I started like really getting um, exposed to to stuff I had never even dreamed was even possible. Mm-hmm. I found myself um, strangely attracted to uh, the the industrial music of the time, like Skinny Puppy and Einstein's Andy Newbottom, and um, then the the like the dream pop stuff like Cocktoo Twins and um, more emo stuff like the Cult or the Cure. Oh, I know who they are. You do? I don't know who anyone else is that you mentioned. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, ministry. You'd probably recognize the name Ministry. Mm, no? No. That's okay. Um, probably one of my favorite, um, my favorite genres is trip hop. So, uh, Massive Attack, um, Portis Head goes in there a little bit. You're, you're looking at me like you don't know any of these. I don't. That's a, it's all good. Um, I'm, 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 but this is the beauty of talking to people who dig music. Yeah, you can go check it out yeah. and see if it, if it floats your boat. And yeah. if, if it does, you're going you're gonna to be exposed to this really – it it's a really finite genre of music. It didn't, it didn't really expand, but it was very, uh, very influential for later on, I think. Okay. Um, how do I describe it? It's, you know who Incubus is? Yes. So they, they do a little bit of the scratching and kind of that, that hip hop production value. Okay. They're more of a rock band right. with using that. Whereas like trip hop, you're going to have, you're going to have more of a, um, an amalgam of dream pop and hip hop and just, sampling and and other things that okay kind of make this different sound i will put one of them on my what was that last one that you mentioned uh i'll go with massive attack massive attack i've mezzanine is the the one i would recommend to start with because it's it's i have heard of the name massive attack so you know that that show House, yeah, right. It was a popular the doctor. the doctor. Yeah, their intro is one of their songs. So Teardrop oh, okay. is is um, one of their more popular songs. And the lady who sings on it, Elizabeth Fraser, she is the singer for Cocktoo Twins. Teardrop, massive attack. like uh Trent Reznor stuff it's not as heavy as what is that nine inch nails yeah yeah okay okay I, yeah I like this stuff yeah the and actually I have listened to a few I mean nine inch nails is on my list of one of the albums that I want to get <clears throat> um I've listened to well have you seen the documentary Sound City oh yeah so I that's I think I've seen that probably a dozen yeah. times. And then he at the towards the end, he talks about how digital and doing stuff on a computer mm-hmm. like it's not a it's not a crutch, it's a tool. And yeah. And the, the that song that he did with Dave and like that sounded that sounded pretty cool. Yeah, he uses his uses that technology as an instrument. Yeah. To expand. Yeah. Uh so that's so that's the stuff. So like were you like 
where when you would listen to music is it like in in your bedroom lying there um headphones on blaring or with speakers like did you have a setup in your room where you had privacy so you could you could appreciate the music cuz i didn't have that when i was a kid the we had one stereo that my parents controlled and only christian stuff could be played on it i couldn't play anything oh but <laughs> eventually i did yeah yeah eventually i did get a walkman and i tell this story the other day so i went to uh well shout out to ann from uh retro emporium i went there a few weeks ago and she had an iced tea original gangster record that's awesome and i just started to laugh immediately because when i was in middle school i had that tape and i've always loved i've actually after 30 plus years i conditioned myself to when i fall asleep i need to be listening to something oh, okay so if it's not a book it's a podcast true crime is what it is now so mm -hmm. i fall asleep listening to true crime podcast <laughs> influence your your dreams yeah Make your dreamscape a little uh, freaky. It's yeah, they've been you they can get pretty nutty, especially oh, yeah? when they play like nine one one calls. Oh gosh. And you know, you're sort of waking up and you hear people screaming. It's a little bit This sounds horrific. It it actually does. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't fall asleep without it. It's it just won't work. Um but no, so when I was a kid, I had my Walkman on and I would fall asleep listening to original gangster. And my, yeah, and my mom came in one night, heard it, and did, she took it. She took my Walkman, <laughs> but didn't tell me anything. She just took she it. She just took it. <clears throat> Thief in the night. And then that Sunday after church, my mom goes, we need to go talk to the pastor. And my, the pastor of the church had my Walkman. Oh, no. And he was playing it, and they sat me down. And they, they weren't mad. They, they were asking me questions of, do you know what this means? Like, right. And I'm like, oh, he sells drugs, I guess. It's like, like, I don't know. And then it's like, why do you listen? Why do you think this is good? It's like, why do you like this? What, how does it make you feel that you like this? And I had no good, like I was in sixth grade. It's like, I did not have right. any good answers. And uh, they actually gave it back to me. I think they actually gave it back to me. Um, but when I saw that record, I was like, I have to get this because well, I'm not a big fan of rap now as, right. as an adult, but I just have to get it because there's an, there's an emotional uh, connection to it. <laughs> there is. And uh, it, it's, it's, I think it, it's, I mean, I'm not an expert or anything, but just what I see in the store every day in my own personal experiences, the, music regardless of what format it's in records or or it for me they have a um a memory connection a time a place a smell a feel yeah it it comes back to that because people come in the store and they're they see a record and they're like oh my god my parents had this you know and i can i can remember uh, any particular record that was in my folks's um collection i can remember you know, laying on the floor, listening to it. They had this big console that had, uh, had the disco lights in the speakers. Nice. Right. And I remember it well, um, just listening to these things and, and it's just a time and a place, the memories, the stories, there's stories that surround all of these things too. Right. I mean, that's what music's supposed to do, I guess. Right. 
it's like you don't really want to be I, I reckon our musicians are similar to other types of artists where you don't want someone to look here consume your art and then to just be like eh eh it's neither here nor there it's like you want someone to have a definite opinion over it yeah. I, I, I believe so you want it to invoke something right I want to make you feel some way. And I've had these conversations with my film friends where there was a movie um, that I, it's a new movie. Oh, I forget what it's called, but I personally believe that this is one of the worst movies ever made. And my friend goes, why do you feel so strongly about this? And I said, because everything about this movie is utter trash. It's complete nonsense. It is. It, it's, I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but I had a I was probably a little bit buzzed this back and forth texting with him of telling him why I think it's trash. And then at the end, he goes, you know what? That is exactly what this filmmaker wanted from his audience. It's like, I'm sure that if he realized of how much hatred you have to it, that he would be completely OK with it because he just wanted to hit a nerve. Right. Whether in agreement, you know, in agreement or or the opposite. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Then I said, you know what? I don't care about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Next subject. Next. <laughs> so the, like, what songs for that, what songs fall into that with you? Like, I have my original gangster story. Like, what, what do you have? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ponder that that's for a, a few minutes. Yeah. That's one where, like, it's something major I've had to have happened. Um, oh, my God. I was going to say something a little bit morbid. Go ahead. I don't know if I should say it. Uh the i have i had an older cousin i was 11 i was 11 and she she took her life hmm. and the story that her younger sister told when all of that happened was that walk like an egyptian was playing loudly from her room and she told this to me i 11 12 years old so it's like every time I hear walk like an Egyptian, it puts me right back to 1989. And then mm -hmm. that that uh, what, what happened there? And it hits because she was she was nice to me. Mm -hmm. Like I was young way. I was like eight years younger than her. <clears throat> she worked at Burger King and my mom would take me to Burger King and my cousin would smile and then give me food. So it's like that's how you warm your way into your cousin's heart is by giving them uh, free food from Burger King. Mm -hmm. But that's that's walk like an Egyptian, which is <laughs> is it the Bengals? It is the Bengals. It's the it's the Bengals. <clears throat> and it's a it's a it's it's a just a full on pop song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if if it was just so happened to have been playing on the radio or if there was an album or anything, but it's just that that's what she said, that that was blaring from her room. And, uh, you know, the, the, I, well, oh, well, I mean, not that particular thing, but that's what, uh, that's what all of these snapshots in time, mm -hmm. you know, what, what we, they connect, how we connect with them. Yep. That connects to a memory that, <laughs> that evokes a, a strong emotional response. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I wish you would do, I wish I had more with food. <laughs> I want to expand my food palette to be able to 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 uh, to say, hey, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. 
I wish that I had paid more attention to the restaurants that I've been to, to, you know, they had made an impression uh-huh. <clears throat> because, uh, well, and the reason this came up because I was talking to a buddy and they were asking about the weird stuff that we've eaten. And I'm like, man, I've been to, I used to travel a ton for work, uh, a ton in Mexico and South America mm-hmm. and some to Europe. And I like, I've eaten some pretty weird stuff, but because I didn't really pay attention to what I was eating, it was more of, I can tell you who I was talking to. I can tell you what we did afterwards, but not the actual food. And it's like, I guess it just goes back to, it's like, what are you paying attention to? If it doesn't register, then you, you know, I just overlooked it. It wasn't really that important to me. Right. What had the biggest impact at the time during the situation? Yeah. Yeah. So with, uh, with, so as you're collecting, are you a collector? I guess I should ask. I'm a collector of music that I like for whatever reason. I'm not a collector in the sense that I don't go for first editions or I'm not looking for, you know, that, that, the, the butcher album by the Beatles. Cause mm. it's got high value. Um, most of my collection is more from a, how it makes me feel and what it invokes from there. It does format mad. Like, do you, do you prioritize vinyl to CD to tape? Well, um, mainly what I do now is like, is it's pretty much all vinyl. Cause that's what I do in the shop. Um, I don't carry CDs in the shop unless it's like a local artist. Mm. Generally they don't have the resources to, to get vinyl press yeah. cause it's pretty expensive right. and you can, you know, if you get the right equipment, you can just burn a CD. That's right. Um, happy to support the local kids always happy to do that yeah that's awesome um but with that being said i haven't thrown any of my cds away and i'm not going to get rid of them (laughs) because not everything is out on vinyl that's affordable to get yeah so case in point tools enema it's it's not been in print for years i have had the cd forever i still like to listen to it so i'm gonna keep it (laughs) And you're not going to go on Discogs and get a an original copy. I'm not paying 500 bucks for it. Is that how much they are? I don't know. I haven't looked that one up lately. Oh, but You know, so so you're a practical collector. I am. I do uh, it for my, my purely my own enjoyment. And yeah, I play I wish- everything that I get. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't buy something and keep it sealed to put it on, on the, um, on the, the shelf. So that, you know, maybe someday it'll be worth more. Not an investor. Not, not to that, not in that sense. I'm an investor to the music. I like to be able to, to consume the music. Right. In your time to enjoy it. That's what you're investing in. Yes. I wish I had more of that in me. I'm a, I'm a lunatic. I'm, I do like the, (laughs) I want, uh, the Beatles red album. So what is it? Uh, sixty-two to sixty-six. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. And yep. I've been uh, there's a local guy. His name is Norman Maslov. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. He he's from here, and he has a YouTube channel where that's all he talks about is. And he worked in the industry, in the music industry, in the seventies or yeah, somewhere around there. And that's all he does is talk about his record collection. But he is, but you know, uh, just about the music. Um. And he was doing a, not necessarily a comparison, but he was talking about his different versions of the same Beatles albums. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, if you want this red album, 
you should really try to find an analog, an analog pressing of it. And, and it's like that type of stuff just sticks in my head. So now I'm calling every record store and saying, do you have an analog pressing of the Beatles red album? And suppose, I guess they're hard to find. So then I'm thinking, all right, that means that I'm going to have to go on discogs and then who knows how much this is going to be, but I'm a moron. So I'm probably going to pay it because this one guy said that an analog pressing probably sounds a scotch. They do sound different. The different pressings, there, there's definitely that that aspect to it, but I'm by no means an expert. I'm still, I learn as I go. So You're not a nerd with the whole hi-fi and wanting the right cartridge for the right album and the right receiver. I think there's value in that. If that's, if it's important to people, then that's great. And to each their own. And, and I get it. I, I listen to my records in the store, so there's always other stuff going on. So I'm mm. not going to, I'm not going to have, you know, thousands of dollars worth of equipment. You have a beautiful turntable. Thank you. I, that is, I, yeah, that is a great looking turntable. It is. It is. <clears throat> I've gone. Um, it is a. It is a very nice unit. And, yeah, that whole shot. We did. We you know. We need to. We. Oh, I'm a horrible, horrible host. Tell me about Atomic Records. How did you design it from the inside? Did you? How did you <laughs> come up? How, where did you find that awesome print that is in that back room? That uh, looks the wallpaper. Like a, you know what it made me think of? Well, because I love horror music. It's like this is a place where Lestat would come and yeah. someone would be playing a harp. There would be this huge chandelier there and a bunch of people in, you know, 17th century Victoria dress. You know, I wouldn't mind. Uh, are you a Seinfeld fan? It's like, uh -huh. I wouldn't mind hanging out back there with the puffy shirt on, uh -huh. you know, doing this to my sleeves. Right. I love it. Yeah. It is so awesome. Tell Thank me you. about that. Thank you. Um, well, it's funny, actually. I, uh, when I was when I was dreaming this up and just just basically daydreaming about it, I I wanted to go with a cross between a speakeasy and forgive me everybody, but uh, you know like a like an old nineteen twenties thirties brothel, right? <laughs> that <laughs> that damask print that I've got back there. Yeah. That's that's what that is, and the red and black just kind of kind of fit. Yeah. And I was able to find, um, I was able to find some wallpaper online and got some samples, and it basically started building from there. It looks awesome. Thank you. I envisioned changing this out because uh, I put some that's cement wallpaper behind you. <clears throat> I envisioned uh, doing something like that here, or even like this. I was like, that would be super cool. Yeah. Actually, going to your shop made me start to think of this whole how this whole space is laid out because it's you know the that room back there is a intimate room mm -hmm. and just the way it looked with the art on the wall with definitely that uh that what's what's it called the that the damask damask it's it's, it's the um the print the yeah so it's like man i was like i want to it's inviting. It makes you just want to sit there and have a French 75. And it's like, how can I do this here? It's like, that's what I want here. So you got me thinking of what can I do different? 
Well, that makes me happy that it inspired you. Yeah, it, it, this will change. Like, I, I don't know what I was thinking of going with the plain old gray wall. I kind of thought because it was going to be covered up with this stuff that it wouldn't make that much of a difference. But I don't like it. I need to change it. Like, uh, and I, I want to incorporate that turntable into it. That's one of those Magnavox cabinets from the... Uh, I think that one's like 69. Yeah. And it mostly works. <laughs> the whole mid-century modern thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even with this, I sort of went mid-century with looking for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the... So your main... You have a lot of records in your shop. Um, I would say you have more used than than you. Yeah. I would say it's probably about a 60-40 split. 60-40 split. When it comes to new records, so... How many, so are there labels that sell the vinyl or like, the, I know three man records, for example, they do their own stuff. Third man records. Yeah. Are they, are, is, is that how most of the vinyl producers work? I'm not sure I understand the question. Like they, who produces the vinyl? So for example. So the, the labels, the labels work with pressing plants to get the vinyl. Okay manufactured so then when you want to be a vendor and you want to bank orders you go you... through a distribu distributor generally oh, okay so you don't even you don't deal with the label I, or the i pressing. deal with some so the smaller labels um directly um but that's not the norm that almost gets to be a little unmanageable you, the <laughs> distribution channel you can go and find a variety of things oh, okay, through one source um yeah, so I've got probably about five different distributors that I go through for different different reasons to go through them. You know, their selections are different. Okay, like genre. I'm assuming some focus on different genres. And yeah, I just found a wide range. found a great one in California that focuses on hardcore punk rock. Okay, and they got some good stuff. Okay, yeah. now um, for I just barely learned about this on Record Store Day that. Record Store Day is its own thing. It is. And they just christen certain shops with the privilege of having a certain number of whatever it is that they're releasing. Well, yeah, I can see how it's perceived that way. So so Record Store Day, and I've only been doing it a couple of years, so forgive me, anybody, if I misspeak. <laughs> I don't mean to. <laughs> um, you, you have to sign a pledge that you're going to follow... The rules of engagement. Ah. That's how you get to play. Is you sign a contract with them saying you won't hoard, you won't hold, you won't pre pre sell anything. It's a it's first come first serve. That's why people line up yeah. to get these special titles. And the reason that that these independent record stores maybe only get three of a title is because there's like fifteen hundred, roughly, um, stores that participate. If they've got, say, uh, a limited run of 4,500 units, they allocate across all the people that order. Mm. So if everybody ordered, you'd get three copies. Mm. Okay, so it's just numbers then at that point. It it's is. not necessarily, well, favoritism, I guess. There, There is no favoritism. Yeah. At least there's, no, there's not that I can tell. Well, I assume they want to sell all of them. So they're... Yes, that is the goal. <laughs> Dead stock is no good to anybody. <laughs> Which, um, man, the the list was pretty big. 
Um, it usually is for record store day. They did you how many well, did you carry? How, how many did you carry? Uh, I think I <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I want to say I had like sixty different titles. Okay, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. I I, I have I'm a little tiny itty bitty boutique shop, so <laughs> I have a budget. <laughs> so, just word out to the peeps. Once that list comes out, tell your local record store what you are interested in because they may not order it if they don't know that oh, somebody's looking for it. Right. Um, th- we may not get but two copies of it or even one copy. I've, I've sometimes you don't get any. Um, if it's a regional release, it all goes to that region. You won't you won't get it if it's like you know Tennessee, Washington State's not going to get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's important, and they only give us two weeks to order. Oh wow! So you have to be once on that it. once that cutoff is there's you, you don't get to go back and say oh but I forgot until it's all over, right? Yeah. And they have leftover stock, then you can go and buy it. Did you do you have a favorite release from this past? From, from this, this past, past one last yeah. year, I do because I ended up with one of the coveted ones because I bought a record. Um, it was Pose uh, Hello. Okay, I don't know that one either. That's okay. Was it? What was? So it, by coveted, you mean they sold out? Yeah, they, most places it was, sold out. Well, it was a it was a um, it was a limited release, and it was a record store day exclusive, which means they're not going to press it again. Uh, and um, when I say coveted, I'm I'm tongue in cheek, right? Not everybody's into Poe. It's very. <laughs> It's a very niche thing, just like anything else. Is that P.O.E.? Yeah. I yeah. It's it's a she's a female singer songwriter and she's she was she was doing it in the in the nineties, which is probably for me my favorite period, just because of the different genres that, that came up in in that time frame and it's not just about the grunge thing. It was mm about the trip hop thing that's when that was going on and um yeah i that's when when alternative started so all of those were the the uh, original alternative got it so that you as you listen to that you're like man it's like do you ever think why didn't this person hit it so big as another group that did something like I think that's a really funny not okay not funny just an overall interesting path that the universe decides to take it's like there's two people who have similar talent similar styles but whether it be a helping hand from a friend one just skyrockets into you know the into everything onto the zeitgeist and the other one not so much yeah, I think it's 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 a, it's a lot of of luck. It's a lot of um, stuff is in the air, and if you don't happen to be floating on that breeze, you might not get the as big of a an an outing. Yeah, an an out. Uh, so you got you. So that was your record store day. Um, yeah, I didn't know what record store day was, but since I'm a sucker for anything that says limited. <laughs> Right. I'm a total sucker for anything that says limited. I got my email from Silver Platters and they did made this whole big deal about not li- of getting there early. 
asking for a list, but not lining up because they didn't want to line that you, but also you couldn't go inside. They didn't right. want you inside the store. So I'm like, holy cow. So it's the day after Thanksgiving and I get to Silver Platters like an hour before this thing starts. But I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. And then finally someone just hands me this, you know, five pieces of paper. And then like, here, tell us what you want and we'll go get it for you. It's like, oh, I can't shop this way. And then I'm looking through it. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of this right. is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, different stores do it different ways. I. That's, yeah. People line up in front of the store and come in and we've got all of the titles segregated there in the gallery which is that room you were describing mm -hmm. um keep them separate and that way it, it's it just people go in there they look through the stuff grab it and go so yeah do you get those people that just like to hang out they're like they just want to oh during look. record store day well no just the uh, just customers oh yeah like just we'll just go and just look through every it's single half the thing. fun the digging the 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 it's the chase the it, human nature says that the people like like to chase things and yeah i'm i'm starting to be that way now and then i'm super happy that i so the way i learned about your store is that i took my mother-in-law to a doctor's appointment mm -hmm. and as i was waiting for her i just google mapped record stores near me and yours came up and then uh i turned to her i turned to donna i was like do you want to go on a, an adventure with me <laughs> she's like sure i was like let's go to a record store and then we we went and then i'm like man this place is super cool so i mean that's sort of been my habit for a year is if i'm wherever i am you yeah. know just do the little search mm -hmm. and uh i could have been there for a whole lot longer probably was all by myself like i'm not gonna have my my 83 year old right. mother-in-law wait for me um but you had so much stuff that i've i'm assuming it's because of your tastes and like i've never seen those 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 records before those albums before yeah i i have i have what i have eclectic taste i'd listen to all kinds of different stuff and i like to have variety i i the I have control over the new the new records. Mm. I don't have so much control over used. I mean, I can choose to buy something or not, but it's dependent on somebody bringing it in. Right. Whereas new pressings, I can go through and go through the the catalog, and I can say I like that, and I want one of those, and one of the three of those. That must be fun. It is fun. Do you, is that a solo thing for you? Do you have a partner that uh -uh. helps you through that? It's all you. I mean, I I, I get input. I take I take requests. I I do special orders. Um, so if you're ever looking for something, I, just let me know. I'll see you if know I can what I'm find looking it. for. What are you looking for? Mexican music. You know that's been a, a popular request lately. I I I need input for that to be able to to <laughs> to appropriately succeed at that challenge. I don't know. Well, specifically Mexican pop music from the '80s. So it's stuff that you can't get new. That's what I've been looking for at every record shop is uh, their old. You want like, a little menudo? No, or uh, no, it's more of a. Uh, See, that's the thing. If you leave it up to me and I don't know a you, thing about get, it, you're going to get a bunch of junk. <laughs> I'm going to get menudo. No, there's there's a few bands, groups from the 80s in Mexico. Uh, they're Mexican. Los Temerarios is one. Los Bukis. Uh, Los Tigres del Norte is like the more 
ranchero brand, Norteño okay. music with accordions and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Um, I was at Georgetown Records and I always go to their Latin section, uh-huh. which it bugs me that they put Mexican in the Latin section. But you can't have I'm being nitpicky. <laughs> I just do mine alphabetically. <laughs> Last and, name or band name. Keeps us really simple. That's a great, Don't you have a middle section? That's a great section. Sorry, dude. You gotta know what you're looking for. <laughs> and I saw this record. It was it's old. The cover the cover was very, very worn. But man, I was so happy. I didn't even look to see how much they wanted. I just took it. And it's like any of these that I find. And they do have them on Discogs, everything that I want. But, you know, and I think we spoke about this at the shop where I am like, it has to be the last resort for me to buy anything that I collect online because I prefer to buy local. You want to see it? Yeah. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm a sneakerhead, as you can see. And all of those I got from local shops. I love cameras. I try to get them from local shops. That's awesome. I don't like, uh, you know, because a lot of people go, you know, like the hashtag support small. Like people love to post stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, but I reckon that it's them just trying to make themselves feel better because when you ask them, they don't have a shop that they go to. Or they'll, or if they do, they'll say no. I'm not gonna get it from them because I could have, I could get it for ten dollars cheaper on someplace else. And I'm like, well, you know, then tone it down with the, <laughs> with the shop local, with the shop local, because that's what shop local means. Yeah, well, they 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 do pay rent. <laughs> they have to they have to pay the rent and commercial spaces yeah. inexpensive. It's important. It's important to actually to actually shop local. It is because it 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 creates community and it creates culture. Yeah. And well, it's, you know, building the relationship. So it's like the chances of you coming across a Temerarios record is probably low. Pretty low. But if it does happen, you're like, hey, I know this weirdo dude who might want it. Well, I definitely wouldn't describe you that way. But <laughs> but I would I once I wrote it down and could be able to spell it appropriately, I would go looking for it. And if I found it, I would make your day by saying, hey, dude, this is going to be here next week. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Yeah, heck yeah, that would be. Um, although, and I don't know if this is true. Mm. <clears throat> so my who I keep on talking to, my buddy Kelly, his brother fronted a band in the 80s called Q5. Okay. And they're great. And they have a album called Shattering the Mirror, which I love, but but I've gone to, I went to a record store that I've been going to for a bit. Uh And the guy kind of knows me now. And I've asked him once or twice if he had any Q5. Uh And it was always no. It was always no. Well, anyway, like, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, I went and I found he he had a Q5, $45. And uh, Well, is it brand new? No. I (laughs) I sent that picture to my buddy. And then he goes, they are insane for pricing this at $45. Yeah, it depends on where he found it. If he bought it, if he bought it at a retail price, then he's putting his markup on it. It just depends. He's, I'm sure there's a bigger story to it. Not that I feel that I'm 
that I, I'm a I'm a needle mover, that I'm a, 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 you know, that I make stuff happen. But I bet you as he was getting through this, he's like, you know what? I've had this guy come in and ask about this a few times. If I over, you know, if I overpay or if I price this at, I'm pretty sure that he'll get it. There was a little bit of I there. I, I would say that there has to be a little bit of that because there might be. I, I don't know. I personally i i i don't go and buy stuff like through discogs and bring it into the store because you as a customer consumer can go do that yourself mm. i'm happy to point you in the direction and say hey i found this on discogs you can go find it they got two copies and you're going to pay this range um but if i can get it through my distribution i just stick with the list price mm. that's that it's, is very keeps uh, it clean. You don't have that conversation. Is he trying to gouge me or is he trying to pull one on because he knows I want this? Is I'm, he's going to pay more? You know, I am. I'm, I'm not saying it begrudge. I'm not saying it attacking me because again, well, because I'm familiar with how resale works. Yeah, like the resale market works. So it's like okay, I get it. It's like I would have never gone out purposefully to look for it. Sure. He did it. He sourced it. Yeah. He took the risk that I wasn't going to Correct. get it. So, okay. As you do. I'll pay my 45 And then I paid it. <laughs> it's like, I bought it. I paid it. But, uh, it, 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 and it's fine. In my, I just chuckled to myself, wondering if that idea. You're like, did I, he pay 15 like, bucks for it? Or did, you know, <laughs> he just like 200% margin on that thing? Yeah. And it's know, hard to say. And if you did. That is the beauty of building a relationship with your customers mm -hmm. because I'm still going to keep going. I mean, I might have overpaid for this one, but I'm pretty sure that I've bought something else that he, <clears throat> that, uh, that he priced for less at the time when he got it. And now it's worth a little bit more, Right. but this is where the other nerdy stuff where it seems like you're not so keen on looking into it's like how much something is worth now I, versus to resell it i i won't i won't say that uh, i'll never get into that because you know maybe down the road that's where the business model goes mm. but at this point i i i don't got the time to do that kind of research <laughs> i got plenty of things to do and it's it's hard to do because even with discogs the same album has maybe five different entries it's not all it's it... yeah there's grading there's there's insert thing here and the the so there's a well yeah so the the value on the low end and on the high end it, it, you know if you're somewhere in the middle i guess but yeah i'm i'm, I'm starting to really annoy people by talking in those terms but it's just a carryover from stupid shoes. It's all the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You're just you're. It's an aftermarket buy and sell. Right. Demand is demand is what drives price. It's and when you have a weird yeah like nuts people who are nuts like me who will who will do it who will actually I want I tell you what the dumbest thing that I did I paid a hundred bucks for a Kiss Dynasty album. That's super dumb. Well, I, you must have gotten a pretty original press. I guess. Here's the thing. 
and this is where I'm learning as I go. So now I'm doing more research. So I kind of know where stuff is now. I, I, it was just a dumb mistake. It, well, you learned something from yeah, it, right? Yeah, I learned something from it. And, and the guy dumb. asked me, it's like, are you going to listen to it? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to listen to it. Because for the records that I buy, I actually do listen to. Yeah. Unlike those shoes where I don't wear them. Right. Uh, but cameras I use. Every camera has had lots of rolls shot through them. <clears throat> I actually do listen. So when you're at home, you go home after a hard day. Do you put something on and... Not usually. No. <laughs> That's why my collection lives at the store. Oh, oh okay. Your collection lives at the store. It does. Because I, I am mostly there. So what do you... So if music... What do you... So then you just stream, I'm assuming, YouTube music. Um. Do you use music to unwind since unwinding from listening to music all day? <laughs> yeah, I usually don't have enough time. I get... I mean, I'm... I'm there. Good part of my waking hours is yeah. I, I live at the shop. <laughs> you know, weekends are for laundry and random stuff. And to take your time to be on these podcasts. <laughs> oh, this is a blast. I've never done this before. So it's I I hope it turns out to be a good thing for everybody. You know, I people people like to hear these types of conversations. Um, so I can already imagine the messaging of the messages that i'm gonna get okay like mostly of me telling me that i'm nuts because <laughs> i focus on the completely i have one person who keeps on telling me you focus on the wrong thing every time you have a conversation well you're definitely into the self-deprecation i can <laughs> well it's... i mean i like well um uh, self-awareness is something that i work really hard on huh? fair enough <laughs> fair enough <laughs> and you know the i mean my poor wife yeah <laughs> She's very patient with me. Um, I tell you the dumb thing that I did. Yeah, the judge just showed that I'm just not very smart. I was. I have an artist friend, the guy who made this. Uh, I went to his house on Saturday, and I, I'm not even gonna blame it on the booze because we weren't even. I wasn't even buzzed. <laughs> You're already setting this story up pretty good. <laughs> well, he again. He's an artist, but not a. He doesn't draw. Mm -hmm. like he's not. He's just like he does just abstract stuff. Uh -huh. His wife gave him a tattoo gun, a tattoo pen for Christmas. Uh oh. So he has a whopping six weeks worth of tattooing under his belt. And then I'm like, so we were there and I'm like, get that pen out. Let's, oh, let's no. get something on me. And then he goes, what do you want? I'm like, well, I said, well, you're just starting. So I'm not going to have it anywhere prominent. So that just, I went to my feet. So I said, that let's, hurt. I said, do my feet. And then I will admit that this is completely dumb. It is the dumbest thing that I could ever put on my body. Okay. And I, I, I did it more unironically un than ironically. Cause okay. I know it's a, it's a, it's a stupid thing to say. Forgive my old eyes. I can't even see that. <laughs> it says do work. <laughs> On your foot. <laughs> My foot. Did that hurt? No. Oh. And then, I mean, one wasn't enough. Oh, you got another one on the other side? So on the other side, it says, I love wife. Because that's what I call my wife. I just call her wife. Yeah. And yeah, she was not too happy with me. <laughs> She's not too happy with me. 
But I told her this was inevitable. <laughs> it was absolutely inevitable. You were not going to think that Evan got this tattoo gun. And, and you I weren't going to get a tattoo from him. I was not going to get a tattoo from him. And it's like, you're never, She, I told her, you, no one's ever going to see it. And then she reminded me that I am barefoot 90% of the Everybody's time. Everybody's going to see so it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, <clears throat> his record collection is pretty, uh, pretty big. Um, and the funny thing is that he does not pay that much attention to the sound quality. Or that's not a priority. It's not a priority for him. <clears throat> so some of the records that we were listening to, man. Pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Like, so, you know, one of them that was skipping, yeah, mega I, poppy, mega static. Yeah, I draw the line to skippers. That's that's where I, I can't get past that. If it's a hard skip, if it, if it jumps and it's a record that I can't, I've always wanted and I can't find it, yeah. then I'll put up with it to a certain level. I have a few of those in my current collection. Yeah. Um, that stuff. So I told them, I told them, man. You need to invest in an ultrasonic cleaner. Do you do that? I do not. I've been doing that. <clears throat> I was bamboozled into thinking you need to ultrasonic clean. So I have this whole area turns into a record cleaning production line yeah. when I get into it. Because I have my stage one cleaning then my stage true ultrasonic cleaning, then my drying station, yeah. then my putting them into the rice paper sleeves yeah. and the new outer sleeves. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, again, all of the things outside of actually just listening <laughs> to, to the music uh, that I need to work on that more. I need to because lately I've been doing so much with tech. I upgraded this turntable. I got a new one that's upstairs. And they've each been back to the person who I got them from in Arlington, which is freaking far away. That's very far away. To do adjustments to them. So I'm learning stuff on the on the on the electric the electrical side. But I'm done with that. I just wanna I just wanna listen. I've been listening a lot to Towns Van Zant lately. That's great. And just calm down and uh, and and do that. Um, did you see my um, I called it L tag yeah. 2024 L vinyl tag <laughs> L vinyl tag. I kind of think that that made people not know what it was. I think if I had just put vinyl tag yeah vinyl tag they would have uh, I would have picked up on a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. I think you did just fine. I think it 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 works for your. <laughs> For your your whole everything you got going on. Did you go through? Did you see any of those? Did you see well any videos or? Yeah, I went. I watched. I watched most of that. And as I told you earlier, my attention span gets a little short. It so. was twenty six minutes. I, yeah, I know. Too long. It was too long. I considered just doing half of them, but. I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything else better to do on this Saturday than to do I, this. Video. I thought it was great. I think it's, I think it's fun. It, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those fun things that it lends insight to a person's personality when you get to, <laughs> you get to see what they, what their answers are. I, I, yeah, I saw quite a few of them from other, from other people. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. It's like, there's, 
there's but then then again there's just so much music out there there is there's... and those answers are hard i i went through that myself and and i i struggled on some of them i i'm like you want to pick one how can you possibly just pick one what was uh did it make you did it, if you saw the questions mm -hmm. did any questions bring up memories of like oh i used to love this particular album and then go back and start to listen to it yeah yeah that's, see that's i think that's what that whole purpose is is like for, you know stuff you forget sure because if you have i mean i don't know how your my collection's not very big at all it's it's like 150 i think it's tiny mine's increased <laughs> quite a bit since i got the star because the struggle is very real <laughs> i have to stick with a budget a monthly budget because <laughs> it I want all of the things. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but yeah, so I so for me, someone who doesn't have very many, there's already stuff that I've just completely forgotten about. Sure. And, you know, I do have it all written down. I am one of the, again, those weirdos that actually goes and cata catalogs them. Yeah. So I go and look to see what I have. I'm like, oh, I have this. I have this. And then I go back and, and well, then I just start to listen to it again. Um, but I think one of my favorite questions was, what are the three, what country would you, if you could only listen to music from one country, which country would it be? I did, I did, I did, I don't have an answer for this. And it's, it's probably going to be a little bit controversial. Not everybody's going to agree with your, the answers that I give here, but they're mine. <laughs> I'm going to go with England. England? Yep. I struggled. I it, almost it is, picked England. It is a struggle, but England's just, where, I, where I landed. Did, was it because of was it because of a certain band that you just couldn't live without or was it just a a, a, a an amalgamation of a bunch? So I think the 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 main deciding factor was a genre of music that came out of a collective and it's trip hop trip hop from I, I wouldn't be able to live without yeah that in my life because it i it's it's a go-to but there's so many other um artists that come out of there and one of your favorites led zeppelin led zeppelin um but you know i wouldn't be able to listen to noel gallagher <laughs> It's one of my favorites. <laughs> There's just so much. There is. It's uh, you know Black Sabbath, right? Oz, well, yeah, Ozzy, yep. Led Zeppelin, of course, Beatles. Um, yep. Uh, who's the uh, Pink Floyd? No, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or even like uh, Mick from Fleetwood Mac. He's British. Yeah, I think so. And it's like, yeah, there's just too much. I did struggle with that one. I went, uh, I, I said my options are the U.S., Mexico, and England. And uh, I thought I was quite funny because on the screen, when I put the U.S., I put the, did you see that little video of the E, like, America, F, yeah. It was a, it was a video like three years ago. I don't a, think I caught of an that eagle. One. It's a real life eagle that's just walking across this. Okay. Well, you know, like almost like a swampy area. Uh. <clears throat> and they animate cartoon hands on him, and then he's, 
<laughs> but the part that I include in there, it's like they 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 have he gets two guns, two machine guns, and starts shooting them in oh, the air, goodness. and then he puts on. A, a a a soldier hat and then he puts on like aviator glasses and then he salutes as an american flag is drawn going up yeah i think it's hilarious so i put that video up for america and then for mexico i there's this weather person weather woman in mexico who got mega notoriety because the mexican news is 100 percent wanting to get men's attention to pay attention to the weather so it's Yannette, her name is Yannette Garcia. She was like super popular for a year. <clears throat> and she would do it on purpose where, I mean, she was very shapely as when she would turn, she turned in just the right way to where the camera got a, like the perfect silhouette of her shape. Well, anyways, so I put that. And then for England, I put a picture of uh, King, King uh, Charles smiling and it's not great. I thought I was hilarious, but no one, uh, no one's agreed with me. Well, now wife... that you've you've mentioned it again, maybe you'll get some more commentary on it. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's absolutely hilarious. And the other question that I dug was, what's one record that you think no one has, and one that everyone has? So that 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 again is a, a tough question. Um, because if something's on vinyl, somebody's got it, right? Mm -hmm. But that being said, um, the one that I said that everybody has that I have in my collection, because I, I tried to keep it within my collection, is Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Everybody's got it, right? So I picked that one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my first choice would have been Thriller, because it yeah. is the best-selling best album of all time yeah. to this day. Still, it's crazy. Um, and then out of my collection, the, the one that I said the least amount of people, like nobody would have it would be concrete blondes, bloodletting. I brought it. You want to see it? Yeah. There's the answer to concrete blonde. Yep. That's a great name. Bloodletting. Yeah, so that came out during the during the nineties, obviously, um, and it was when Anne Rice's uh, interview with Vampire was all the rage. Everybody was reading her books and all that kind of stuff. So it dovetailed into that whole vampire feel. Oh. Um, the lady that this the singer, she's got great tone. It's all about great tone for me. Okay. That's that's one of the one of the things that gets me gets me going is if the the vocals have a certain tone or the the players like guitar players or bass players have certain tone to them. So would this uh do you play this in that room? In your vampire room? No, I don't. <laughs> I play it in the store though. My nephew got this for me. I need to Thank you, Russell. I Love need it. To, uh, I need to write that down too. So it's like, it's I need, it, yeah. I need to. It's gothy rock. Okay. She's she's got a she's got kind of a blues bass feel to the, the the band has a blues bass feel to it, but it's it's rock. Yeah, I definitely don't have that one. Uh, my choice for that mine was uh, 
Klaus Nomi. I don't think I've heard of that. <clears throat> He's a he was big in the eighties, German guy who did operatic pop music. That's awesome. And he dressed really weird, like Ziggy Stardust type, yeah. like type of glammy. Stuff. Yeah, um, I learned about him because we went to a dinner show. What's it called? I even mean, forgot what that's called. Uh, the Pioneer Square. There was this theater company that did a theater and a, did a show, dinner and a show. Oh, is it Teatro Zanzani? No, no, it's um, like they do like musical stuff and the actors participate while you're eating. Oh, okay. But it's not acrobatic stuff. It's like a regular play. Like a mystery, murder mystery yeah, type yeah. of thing? Actually, the first one that we went to was a mystery. Those are too. great. Um, So they did one about him. And I'm like, man, this is pretty neat. So every once in a while, you know, I'll put that one on and blast it. And my wife will come home and say, what is that? <laughs> it's really distinct sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, very synthy. It's like mega synth. Yeah. So so there's another artist that's um, more mid-2000s, Mika. I don't know if you're familiar with him. M-I-K-A. Maybe got a real freddie mercury flair to him but it's it's pop it's it's very theatric theatrical is this it it says bloodletting that's bloodletting yeah concrete blonde yeah that's an intro oh yeah i like this this is very Lost Boys. It's good stuff. Okay, okay. This will go on right here. Add to <laughs> add to library. Yeah, it's a good one. That is awesome. Um, let's see. What was this other one that we can end on? Was the if you could invite three musicians? Oh God, I struggled with this. One. Okay. If you could invite three musicians to dinner living or dead who would it be well that makes it easier because uh, i was trying to go with four and i was having a hard time with the fourth one so three three past or present um tobias forge from ghost because he fascinates me he's brilliant um jim morrison from the doors again just a fascinating personality and then what was the the last one? I gotta <laughs> use my cheat sheet. Two vocalists so far. Well, it's gonna be three because no, oh, three no, vocalists. No Gallagher was the last one. No, so you want him to pick a fight with the other two? Does no. he have a reputation for being a? <laughs> troublemaker well, no i wouldn't say he's a troublemaker i think his brother's a little bit more of a more of an insider i think i think Noel, in my in my personal opinion is more of a um he's not if if you if you say something that he doesn't agree with or you get you know you you instigate something he's not gonna back down yeah. he's gonna tell you exactly what he thinks about it he's <laughs> like a cat so three vocalists. I don't. Um, I don't know why that is. Where would you take them out to dinner? 
this is my this is my own uh yeah yeah addition to this question uh huh. i take him to the pink door the pink door uh jazz alley right no um uh, Pike, yeah, Pike Place. Yeah, the pink po- door. Post Alley. Post Alley. Yeah. <clears throat> the pink door. That's a interesting selection. <laughs> what can I say? It's a it's a it's a fantasy question, so right? Champagne. I think of champagne when I think and I think that place. I wonder why. Did I have champagne when I was there? I don't know. Sometimes they have trip trapeze artists going above yeah, like you when you're eating. Florally, isn't it? Um, I think it 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 has a almost a um, I don't know it it kind of still sits in that that vibe that the that the gallery room in the store has I mm. think yeah. it's got that old that old uh, gothic feel right. to it yeah I remember well, you I... have to walk down the stairs to get yep. to the it's been forever but yeah we we've been there yeah it's a great place. They used to do burlesque in the in the back in the day. I don't know if they still do it there. Mm. I haven't been there in forever. I hope it's still there. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked. I picked Dave Grohl. He would be Dave great. Grohl. And I picked Lars Ulrich. Yeah. <laughs> and when I did this one, I didn't think of them ahead of time. Then for my third one, I picked Steve Perry. Yep, I remember. And uh, the, that was a weird. I'm not exactly sure why I went Steve Perry, but uh, as you can see, as my buddy goes, drummers. It's like two drummers. I'm like yeah, that's I love the drums. Uh, you mentioned you love tone, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming that when you listen to music, like vocals, register first for you. Yeah. So it depends on the piece of music. Hmm. I, I I like me a good uh, instrumental. Uh, yeah. It, for me, when I listen to when I come across a new song, it's that dr- the drums, and I could listen to a song ten times, not know what the words are, but I keep on coming back because that because right. that drums. So any documentary about drums, I'll watch. Uh, I like, you know, Travis Parker is pretty cool. There's this uh, documentary on Netflix about <clears throat> female drummers. That's super awesome. Oh, I've seen that. It it's is great. Yeah. When, uh, oh, I forget her name, but when she subbed in for Tommy, for Tommy Lee, I was like, that is awesome. That was, that was so cool. It would have been good to have seen one of those shows, but drums, even when like went out to go shop for drums. I'm like, that is so neat. I love the drums. If God had given me even the tiny little bit of rhythm, I would attempt to play the drums. But I have have no rhythm. Then I can keep a beat for approximately 7.3 seconds. Oh, you timed yourself. Then it's gone. Hmm. It is gone. Well, I I can't speak because I I don't have any musical ability. Oh, no, you don't want to hear me sing. (laughs) I'm tone deaf. Then that means that we can do karaoke. Nope. Not going to happen. No? Mm-mm. I can't sing. I love doing karaoke. I'll belt it out. You are a, a, a performer, <laughs> as it's very much evident. I I, I am not. I, I, I am in the store. That is my happy place. I might say some funny things on occasion, but 
yeah, I'll leave it to the professionals. Oh, no, no professional at all. But I will belt out Alice Cooper poison like if my <laughs> life depended on it. That's awesome. And I've done it tons of that's my go to. It is my go to song. And uh, wow. much to my wife's chagrin of, uh, <laughs> of me singing in public. You should have. Uh, ooh, how about not you should have. May I suggest karaoke at the shop? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, probably wouldn't go over very well because there there's no beverages at the store. Oh, so encouragement. Yeah. But there's definitely some places around around the downtown Puyallup community that would certainly that be would do it. Yeah. They they <laughs> they do it today. Well, thank you so much for coming and Thanks spending for some time me. with me. Um I hope that this is the start of a whole lot more of of uh of talking into a mic that you do to promote your shop i i'm i'm flattered to have been asked well now when someone wants to now that you've uh had someone tell you to get closer to the microphone and do sound checks that if an opportunity comes you'll just say yes right away sure it's like come in you know that were you like when that when evening comes around <clears throat> and uh jose did, did you meet the evening people uh -uh. from evening magazine uh -uh. So Jose, buddy, go and uh, visit Beth's shop. What's the address? 111 West Meeker, Puyallup, Washington. 111 West Meeker, Puyallup, Washington. Uh, he's one of the producers. I've suggested a, I've suggested one story that he that he should do, and he actually did it. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> so I will prod him to say, "Hey, I am I am a big fan of, of Evening Magazine. Oh, I love them." They're great. It's a, it's such a great show. Um, do you remember Ellen Many? Sounds familiar. She was only here for a a year or two years, maybe. She moved back to Utah or Idaho or California or Wisconsin. <laughs> one of those states. And one of those. So she <laughs> she moved, but she would actually have loved your your room because she was all into that into gothic vampire stuff and wrote a short story about about that um but yeah thank you so much i super appreciate it thank you uh give everyone tell everyone i know you just gave us the uh the direction but tell us where we can find you on social media on anything that you do we'll point people to 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 you in the shop well i have a website it's uh, atomicgeniusrecords.com you can find our events page. We have uh, live in stores for local artists every once in a while. And I'm on all the socials. Well, not all the socials, but Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Come see the shop and tell all your friends. Tell you, man, it's a cool looking shop. Oh, and you can you can do the uh, uh, 360 real estate tour of the shop on, on Google site. <laughs> You can walk through the shop remotely <laughs> to then motivate you to go in, yeah, and it, spend some time and look through look through your inventory. It's a very vibey shop. It is. It is. I'm gonna definitely go back. Um, thank thank you. you so much again. I super appreciate it, and don't forget to subscribe on uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Look for me on YouTube. I'm working on a new sponsor. I used to have a sponsor called Rancho Bravo Tacos, but yep. they've uh, they've been they it's sold. 
Oh. And now it's a new business and I'm working with them. So hopefully they'll be on board with sponsoring the show soon. And don't forget to check out my new show with Kelly Young, KCYZ Nerd Radio. It comes out every Monday and we just talk about more records. Excellent. More nerd stuff. Uh, I did a whole I did a whole 30 minutes on cleaning records. Yeah. It's probably well. not the most enthralling pod. You but. know, but it's it's good information to have. <laughs> Clean records are important. Where Kelly just sticks his record under the sink and then just washes them with his sponge and then oh, puts them on his... It's not good for the <laughs> label. It's not good. Well, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Adios. Thank you. That was awesome.